and welcome to the last episode of... Yeah, it's that bad. My name is Joel. I'm Martin. And I'm Kevin. This is a show that used to look at supposedly bad movies and ask the question, is it really that bad? Tonight's episode, yeah, it's that bad. Post-mortem. What? <laughs> <laughs> Post dark. Yes, dark. All right, sure. Tonight's episode is 2013's Post Dark. It's directed by Joel, starring Joel, Martin, and Kevin. Tonight's podcast is a 2011 podcast that belongs in the film and television category on iTunes. How about a plot synopsis? Two college friends are joined by a longtime boyhood associate. <laughs> To review movies that are critically panned, and they'll make the choice for themselves if it really deserved to be critically hated or if it really was that bad. But along the way, you got to know Joel, Martin, and Kevin, three lovable, fun-loving guys that just want to have a good time. Is that a Claudio classic? Yeah, yeah, it was spelled really poorly. <laughs> oh, why didn't we write to Claudio and have him write to this for us? His email's in the oh, yeah? in his signature, isn't it? Perfect. Okay, guys, yeah, it's that bad. What is your history with this um i did this pretty much every friday for about two years a little more than two years and i watched it blossom from like my embiolic right exactly (laughs) (laughs) kevin i have a dark checkered past i know with the Uh, yet's that bad i know yeah Oh, yeah, it's it's taken up a good portion of my life for the past two years. It's taken me away from family, friends. <laughs> yeah, so this is it. This is the last episode of Yeah, It's That Bad. You know, there's a lot of hullabaloo in the last episode. We left a, a lot of mystery, a lot of questions. I blame someone in this room for that. <laughs> Joel just pointed to, at, at me like it was my fault. <laughs> There was there was a lot of hoopla, that's for sure. Yeah, it was a hullabaloo, for sure. Yeah. Can we even talk about what happened? Are we allowed to talk about it? Are we under NDA? How much can we divulge, Kevin? I'll leave this in your shoulders. I get ruling. We can say what it's not. Yeah, we didn't get sued. Kevin didn't die. Martin's not a ghost. <laughs> he, he wasn't deported. <laughs> Back to heaven. <laughs> Wait, that wouldn't be a ghost. It'd be an angel. <laughs> I feel like Michael. I guess for what it's worth, things came up in our personal lives that took us away. I mean, the reality is, is is the podcast and our personal lives were, they were impeding on each other, which mm. is something we tried very hard to not have happen. Right. We built walls, walls of Jericho. Yeah. Some might say. <laughs> Y2J might say. <laughs> yeah. The, the show was beginning to negatively affect us outside of our podcast life in ways that we, none of us wanted. Or and could have perceived in any way. Yeah. I, I never would have imagined that this would have happened, but you know, we had to face reality and and make some tough decisions based on that. We started this podcast with the, you know, I guess a priori. If this happens, then yeah, there were a couple of uh, worst case scenarios that we had lined up in the very beginning, and we knew that they were possibilities, but we never really believed that they would actually come to pass. So foolish, so young. Yeah, we, we were young, brash, Top Gun podcasters. <laughs> oh, we really were. We buzzed the tower <laughs> one too many times, eh, Kevin? We buzzed it 129 times. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. We couldn't take it anymore. But yeah, yeah. Like we had a bunch of worst case scenarios lined up. I mean, there's a reason why we structured the show the way we did, right? Mm-hmm. To protect ourselves and our normal lives and our podcast lives.
lives from ever interfering. We try to build these walls, but these walls came crumbling down like a house of cards and the podcast became a liability. Yeah. That's the best way of putting it. I, exactly. And one that none of us could afford to have out there. Yeah. So we, we tossed that warning up at the beginning of the last one, The Mummy. We said, hey, you know, something might go down. Beware. You know, everything might disappear in a couple days. We wanted to give you a heads up. We assumed that it'd be like a week. Yeah. Or maybe even a month until something happened. Mm-hmm. It, it happened it, like that that day. Within hours of the episode being released, yep. something bad happened. And, and that was it. We had to pull the plug. It was like, I had to start pushing buttons on my computer and force, yes, that bad satellite world headquarters to collide <laughs> with our podcasting <laughs> transmitters. Exactly. There was one trigger for all of this, but the reality is, is our decision here was based on a number of factors. This wasn't just one thing caused us to react here. Yeah. You know, I think in a way we, we kind of took this as far as we could go, right? I mean, not necessarily a number of episodes, but I think the show really evolved over time into what it was and it kind of stayed stagnant, I think, for a little while. Yeah. And I'm not sure that we really had anything up our sleeve that would have... <laughs> Change the game all that much. Kevin, I think it's about time that I let you know. Uh-oh. Secrets revealed. We were about to make a multi-million dollar deal. What? Yeah, that's right. Elon Musk was going to... <laughs> was going to sign us on to... His podcast network? His podcast network, and they were going to broadcast in all of their hyperloops. Podcast X? Podcast X. We were going to be the first in-flight <laughs> podcast in, on SpaceX and, and, in, and in Hyperloop. <laughs> Oh, well, what could have been, eh, Kevin? I guess so. And we would have been directly fed into all of Tesla Motors' cars. There would have been the, yeah, it's that bad button in the center of the console. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you wouldn't have a choice. It would, they would <laughs> force you to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but the podcast had to come to an abrupt end. Unbeknownst to all of us, we never expected that this was going to happen. And it's a shame. So there's been a lot of silence the past, like, three weeks or something. When, when did that episode even come out? It feels like forever ago that this happened. It was only two weeks, right? Yeah, it's been two weeks. It feels like... It feels like an eternity. Yeah, like a lot of turmoil has been going on behind the scenes here. Yeah. We wanted to put this out as a final farewell, goodbye, arrivederci. Hey, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, in these past two weeks, we have received so many positive emails and comments saying, basically from the fans, saying how much they enjoyed our show, that they were... But that they're also disappointed that we left so abruptly. I mean, people really said like they felt like they lost a friend, right? Yeah. A lot of people people said that. So we didn't want to just kind of abandon everyone that way. We wanted to give you one last bit of us. (laughs) (laughs) To hold on to. Put it inside you. Forever. I was really taken aback by a lot of the comments and I was absolutely humbled. And I think that this is something that the fans deserve. They should be able to have a little bit of us. Yeah. Forever. It's nice that in a way that we took a break before we did this. Oh yeah. And not just. We would have been a mess if we (laughs) did this uh, the day of crying yeah gibbering <laughs> fools blubbering no but i mean we have a little bit of perspective now i think we're all comfortable walking away at this point yeah i don't mind walking away at this point you know no hard feelings you mad bro no bro i ain't even mad there are no hard feelings i mean what's next for the men of yeah it's that bad i'd like to see a space program back in this country again <laughs> well we lost our satellite world headquarters we need a new one <sighs> 
I mean, we have the know-how. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do some uh, Yes That Bad postmortem stuff here. What did we do right? What did we do right? We were willing to adapt to what the listeners responded to. More than anything else, I think that we were, there was a plasticity to the podcast that we started with a lot. We tried to put ourselves out there to see what people enjoyed. And then depending on what they liked, we were able to to streamline it. And, and, and I really, you know, the majority of it was, was Joel. Joel was able to take a, a podcast that had a lot of extraneous things on it and kind of chisel away until you were, you had this really enjoyable, funny, compact, very well edited podcast without losing any artistic vision. And that's impressive in my opinion. Yeah, it, definitely your editing is, was <laughs> yeah. the number one thing that we did right. I mean, that's that's a home run. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's um it's a double-edged sword, I thought, that the editing because it's, it's something that I came up with episode two, this concept concept of no pauses, just go, 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 go. On the one hand, we never outstay our welcome. Before you even know it, the episode's over. And it's like, oh, wow, I wish there was more. That's exactly what I wanted to happen. But on the other hand, it's very jarring for a first timer. Mm -hmm. So that's that was a problem too. I mean, I think the other thing that we did right was we were all real people here. We're not like (laughs) comedians. We're normal people. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of drew a lot of listeners in is that they felt like they were just hanging out with guys that they knew. Yeah, I think that's the most successful aspect of the show, the rapport that we had going on here. We gradually let information about ourselves trickle, trickle in, yeah, uh, dribble out, S- sputter, yeah, right, sputter S- out, spurt. Another thing we did right was having it being such a routine. Yes, that every Tuesday there was an episode. Yeah, because a lot of times with podcasts I've listened to in the past that don't have those set schedules, you can never really plan on when you're going to listen to it because you never know when a show is going to pop up or not. Yeah, that's one of those things that I learned early when I did my research before even starting the show, that's one of the advice that kept coming up over and over again. Set a schedule, stick to it. Find a format, stick to it. That's another thing. I think the format of the show evolved pretty well. I've been told by multiple people that they like how there's a structure. As ridiculous as the show is and how off the wall we would fly off all the time, there was a pretty rigid structure that we adhered to every episode. Yeah, whenever Martin and I tried to change it, you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> lashed out at us. I know. I threatened us physically and attacked us emotionally. The structure evolved the way it did. Merely as a way to, to A, kill time. Like the, the history section, that's just pure fluff. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, what's the matter, All Kevin? the time I spent on those notes, <laughs> and you're going to call it fluff. This is an outrage. Yeah, and plus they, they kept us on track. So it, it, it helped prevent us from being one of those podcasts where we started the episode saying, so what'd you think? think of this movie oh it was good and that's it right where do you go from there i think it also helped us in recording because we probably without structure could sit and talk about a movie for four to five hours yeah sure but giving us that structure kept us in line and kept our own recording sessions down (laughs) to a manageable amount of time i was also really impressed with how many listeners we were able to amass in this short amount of time i think my goal for year one was 100 subscribers (laughs) that was my goal Yeah, we got past that. Yeah, real quick. I was amazed. I was amazed that anybody would listen to this and even stick with it. Like those er- early episodes are so terrible. To think that somebody would listen to that stuff and be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to stick with this. It's just mind boggling to me. I'm also amazed by how many female listeners we amassed. This show is such a boys club. It's hard to imagine that uh, any woman would want to listen to this tripe. What do you say, Kevin? Yeah, I agree with that. But it's amazing because there's many, many female listeners of the show. It amazes me that anyone wants to listen to this. Yeah. I- we have friends and like family 
family that we've told and that and they, they, they listen to and they can't listen to this because they can't stand it. Yeah. So the idea that strangers want to <laughs> listen to this, yeah. mind-blowing. It's a rare breed out there. Okay, so what did we do wrong? Follow the money, Joel. <laughs> we didn't make enough money? We didn't make enough money. I agree with that, actually. We didn't make yeah, enough money. <laughs> Co-signed. <laughs> Okay, inside jokes. The non-stop inside jokes. That's a controversial topic. Did we do it wrong? Did we do it right? I want to say right now that that was never a conscious effort. It just happened as a side effect of us being in the same room every week. That happens with us when we hang out normally, though. Yeah, with real people, with real friends, that happens, right? But if you're a new listener and you come to this thing, you're like, what is going on? Nothing makes sense. Nothing. So that's a problem, right? It is. I, I do think that we... In a, in a way, dropped that ball maybe a few months ago. I feel like the inside joke stuff really settled down and was trickling towards the end. Squirting away? Yeah. There weren't as many squirts. Right, didn't we even episode. have someone write in and say that? Didn't they have he that did. comment? He did, yeah, he did say that. I guess I guess it would be hard for a first-time listener to hear, like, the wild exaggeration on numbers and... <laughs> My favorite. You know, beefcake blasts and all this stuff that... If you don't get beefcake, though, that's that's pretty... That's, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, this show's not for you. You know, in retrospect, maybe this show should have been listed under comedy instead of TV and film. Because I think people come into this thing expecting a real movie podcast. Well, that's a it, shame. Yeah, that's a big shame. Because yeah. you're, you're absolutely not getting that. <laughs> yeah, that's another failure. We This is not a good movie <laughs> review show. But the notion that we would be lumped in with actual comedians doesn't make sense to me either. No, I know. Like we, We're in some weird middle ground because I don't consider our, ourselves to be comedians and we're not trying to be funny. But people would would say that. Well, that's we, not true. We're trying to be funny to each other. To each other, yes. Okay. But not necessarily for an audience. I think we're funny to each other. <laughs> I find myself having a rip-roaring good time every time I come over here. Uh, it's an informal good time every time you record. <laughs> it's an informal good time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you, you think we would have gotten more traction or people would have had more leeway if we were on their comedy instead of TV and film? Because you read the iTunes reviews and people go in there and they're like, oh, they won't stay on topic. They won't do this. They won't do that with the movie. What? They would have said the same things if you were in another basket of podcasts. Yeah. See, I I, I think that people going to hate. The movie is going to hate. The movies, I think, were a venue for our personalities to come out. For us just to interact with each other. To were get they irrelevant? Room. I don't want to say they're irrelevant. That's not the case. I wish we could have done a show that wasn't a movie review show. When it was just like After Darks, that would have been the perfect show. It really would have been. Yeah. The movies were a medium, I think, for us to kind of move around. <laughs> no, in. you're absolutely right. Jennifer Love Hewitt? What? Yeah. <laughs> what would we have talked about week after week after? Our lives just aren't interesting enough for that. That's really true, right? actually. Yeah, you're right. You're Unless absolutely we right. Just, we would have resorted to pulling out a newspaper and be like, hey, listen to this story. That would and have been then, a nightmare. And talking about it. That would have been terrible. You're right. You're absolutely right. The show would not have lasted long enough. And that's... There's a million movies to review. To review that's right? the stuff that I hate about radio shows. Because they when you're on a radio show and the, the information that you're bringing up isn't compelling, you lose interest. But I think what's going on in this podcast is the same thing that was going on, that goes on still in Howard Stern and Opie and Anthony and all those shows. And you, you tune in because you're listening to people that you feel like you're friends with and you're having a fun time with them. I, I mean, no one's listening to Howard Stern to like listen to him like interview like Jenny McCarthy. Like we don't, we don't care. I, I think what Fred says to Howard, 
Howard is very funny. Mm-hmm. And the way that they interact with each other and the way their personalities come out is interesting. Well, what about this controversial topic? The nonstop incessant laughter. That was a very contentious issue on the iTunes reviews. I what? can't help it. I laugh at everything. Same here. I mean, there's just a lot of funny. I find a lot of stuff funny. Yeah. One guy gave us a one-star review because he said that we literally laughed for 40 seconds straight in the Perfect Storm episode. He was not pleased. And I love that episode. Yeah, so. that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what we could do to avoid that unless you're just literally like editing it so carefully yeah. that right after someone says something, it's like you cut it, <laughs> right? Because we're constantly making each other laugh. We do that when the mics are off. Yes, that's correct. I don't, I don't think any of us will say something to each other without the goal of making the person <laughs> laugh. I agree with you, Kevin. You're right. That is the reason I think people tuned in to this thing because they just wanted to feel like they were hanging out with us. I think that's what we accomplished the most successfully. Yeah. The I, vibe. I don't think we left any lasting comedic imprint on every anybody. Like we're, we're not magazine. We find each other funny, but we're not really we're not comedians. No, at all. But I think the fact that we had fun with each other made a listener feel like they were having fun with us too. I thought that some of the genres of movies that we reviewed were not compatible with the podcast. Yep. I mean, it just didn't allow us, it it didn't give enough meat for us to sink our critic teeth into and then to stir up a conversation. Because like the objective is to pick apart stuff in a a funny way for us to like laugh at it with each other. And some movies just don't have that. They're not, there's a certain kind of movie that's good for this podcast. Yeah. Yep. And, and it stars Kristen Stewart. Yeah, mo- mostly it stars <laughs> yeah. Kristen Stewart. Or Val Kilmer, apparently. He's like in all of them. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I don't want to like limit the genres, but there are certain genres that just don't lend themselves to this type of podcast. No, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about before. The movie was something to get us talking. And if it's not a movie worth talking about, then it was a flat episode, which is what those rom-coms were. I mean, the movie with Gerard Butler. The Bounty Hunter. The Bounty Hunter. That was the last straw. Law Abiding Citizen? That was awesome. Oh, no, no, that was... <laughs> That was incredible. That was an incredible movie. Yeah, that was the last straw. That was rom-coms were done after that. I regret not reviewing comedies. I don't. I think the same applies. Yeah, right. Freddie got fingered. You guys didn't. You guys thought that was a bad episode, right? I did. I don't know. Martin's uh, looks defiant. <laughs> That's my favorite one. No. Last episode over. What was your favorite running joke? I think mine was the the exaggerating of the numbers. Oh yeah, that's by far my favorite. To this day, it still makes me laugh. Yeah. The car was going six billion light years <laughs> per nanosecond. That's just ridiculous. I love it. What was your favorite, Martin? Stan? You like all the Stan references? <laughs> I'm sorry. I really do. Like, like, I really like. I really like the the Eminem references, especially that that one with Stan. Like, whoever thought that that would turn into a running gag? And then and then why the part of the song where he's like, oh, "It was you." Like, like why was that a running gag? Why 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 not any of the other parts of that song? I, I don't think we'll ever be able to dissect it and figure out why. Why? Why did that happen? I don't know. I don't know. I think it started where I was like, oh, you can't live and you can't breathe without it. Yeah, you, I, you think that would be the one. you dream without it. I was also a fan of Dare Me to Drive. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a guitar. <laughs> I really like that. Hey, hey, listen, before we wrap this thing up and uh, go our separate ways, what the hell did you guys think of Man of Steel? We were supposed to talk about this on the radio here and it never happened. Yeah. So it's now or never. Speak now, forever hold your peace. Spoilers Ke- alert, of course. Kevin, you're a prophet of the times because what you said was going to happen happened. What did I say? Before we went to go see the movie, I think you collectively said to all of us, I can't wait for Superman Man of Steel to come out so I can be disappointed. (laughs) 
I wasn't disappointed. Neither wow. was I. Wow. Odd man out here. Oh, whoa. Look at this. Well, go ahead. Speak your mind. There were some things that I liked about it, for sure. Was it as good as Sucker Punch? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing as good as Sucker Punch. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not sure I like this reimagining of Superman. I don't... Superman is a hard character to really... <laughs> he's he's difficult to show in a movie format because the stories that you need for him have to be several movies long. They need to be epic and that can't happen in an hour and 45 minutes. Also, Superman is essentially supposed to be a god. A new god. <laughs> and he can't... <laughs> He's supposed to have like this unshakable morality. And in this new reimagining of him, he was more man than super. And the critics wrote that. I didn't come up with that, but I, I agree with that 100%. And that kind of surprised, like, that's what I wanted. And it's funny. Always be careful oh, what you wish man, for because you, might, you might get it. Always with the fanboys. They complain and complain. <laughs> and then when they get it, they complain even harder than ever. I am though. I'm I'm that I guy. I want a Watchmen movie. And I want my Watchmen movie to be 100% faithful. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm that guy. I'm the guy who's at the panel that's like, why did you make it 100% faithful? It didn't work in the movie after I asked them for 25 years to make it 100% faithful in the movie. Why did you even write a script? You already have a script. It's called the comic. It's right here. I'm that guy. And look what happened. Look what it got you. I know. I, yeah, I mean, first, I'll say that I completely understand people's complaints with the movie. Kryptonian Dragonfly? And I... Pretty sweet. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I also will say that my score has an asterisk next to it. Oh. And that's... Was it because that little kid that was in the theater with us? Yeah, the, the little baby. You gotta tell that story. Oh my gosh. So Joel and I went to go see this movie. <laughs> we were sitting next to each other holding hands, as is our custom. We're in the... I, I got there early. I got some sweet front row seats. Not not front front row, but right at the cutoff. Yeah, where the rail is. Yeah. Where you want to be. Right on the railing so we can put our feet up. We can kick back and relax. We were like kings. And this... 30 seconds to This guy shows up. He sits in the... He's it's in like the, the seats that are reserved for handicapped people. Yeah, he took up that spot. And he had like a two-year-old daughter with him. Sure. Who was running amok, amok this entire movie. She was like running up to people and screaming. Yeah. In hitting the middle of a movie. Hitting people on the back of their heads while they were watching the movie. Hey, hey, hey. It was it was outrageous. It's parenting at its finest. Oh my gosh. You could feel the blood boiling in that theater, right? You can, oh, yeah. you can feel the rage. <laughs> Did anybody luckily, say anything? No, luckily, what do you think, like a half hour, 45 minutes in? Yeah, she's tucking herself out. She she laid in like this bassinet thing they brought with them and she fell asleep. Did you think that somebody in the movie theater was going to take that bassinet and put it in a river, <laughs> Moses style? Oh, uh, to find her true family? To find her true family. She'll be raised by a king. Yeah, that was one of the more irritating things I've ever had to deal with in a movie. It really was something else, huh? But it didn't detract from the man of steel. The man of steel. I would have preferred to have seen Russell Crowe story on Krypton. I thought that was really cool. I liked him as jor -El. A lot of people yeah. didn't. I liked him as a hologram man. Hollow man. I thought he was great <laughs> as jor -El. Yeah, I, so my score was, is, is a four out of five with an asterisk. Okay. And that asterisk is in response to what a lot of people are complaining about. And that's that basically in the last, you know, third of that movie, Superman doesn't act like the Superman that we all know and love. And that it's a free-for-all at the end there. And hundreds of millions of people died. <laughs> yeah, he's Goku. He's not Superman. Yeah, that's essentially what's going on. It's two aliens trying to kill each other in a world that is not properly equipped to deal with that. World made of cardboard. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I I give them the benefit of the doubt, and I'm hoping that this is this is a young Superman, and I'm I'm hoping that in the next installment they deal with the repercussions of those actions, and that's where he learns how to be the Superman that we know. And because that, he this didn't is an care. evolving character that that we're not just set up with the Superman we know from minute one. That this is a character that's evolving and becoming that person. And maybe in the next one, Bruce Wayne comes in, slaps him around a little bit, yeah. and says, "Hey." Buddy. Earth's finest? You gotta start acting oh. like a hero. Yeah, that's something that we'll talk about at the end of this, I guess. We'll get to there. But uh, I agree with you, Kevin, for the most part. I liked pretty much everything that was going on in Man of Steel until the ending. Just like what happened in Fantastic Four and every other comic book movie I ever watched, with the exception of, like, Beaver Vendetta. I love the build-up. I hate the final fight. The final fight sucks in these comic book movies. It just sucks every time. They spend all this time building up this plot of this character character and then just throw it all away in a big stupid punching fight at the end. I hate it. It's just dull. Boring. I completely disconnected during that last fight. I hated it. Oh wow these two indestructible guys punching each other. Whatever. What did you think of General Zod? I mean that was I'm gonna admit that was impressive that act. Yeah he was He was good. He, He's alright. He wasn't as good as I was hoping for. Yeah they really built him up. Yeah. Cause that guy is an amazing actor but I think his strength is in his subtlety and that was not a subtle character whatsoever. No, Zod's not subtle. So, Mario, was this the biggest disappointment of your life? Sounds like it. I wouldn't say that. All right, the second biggest disappointment of your life. Yeah, this is the second biggest disappointment. There you go. Oh, you said that if this doesn't succeed, you're done with Snyder. What say you now? I'm probably going to see the second one. Yeah, I, you know, I still don't know how I feel about Snyder. I, I thought this would be the final blow. It wasn't. No, no, I guess like the, the saga continues. The I don't know what. The steady hand of Nolan? <laughs> did, it, did it do what we thought it might do? I don't think so. I, I From what I hear, I, I heard that Nolan didn't have much to do with this. They just attached his name onto it? Yeah, yeah. For street cred? <laughs> hey, Chris, here's $20 million. Can we put your name in the credits? <laughs> yeah, we all went into it expecting to, that it's like a shadow government where Nolan was secretly directing it, but that's not what happened <laughs> at all. No. That's what I was hoping was going to happen. <laughs> I was hoping that there's a shadow government. <laughs> Chris Nolan as Cadmus. There you go. <laughs> Can Batman exist in this world, Kevin? That's an excellent question. <laughs> And glad I asked it. I don't know if he can. It's going to have to be a completely different Batman than we've ever seen on film. Batman can't exist in this world. Come on. Come on. Come on. What say you? How could, ba- how could Batman exist in this universe where Superman is more man the machine? than God? You say he's more human than human? <laughs> It's a mechanical animal. Ah, somebody should count how many times I said that stupid thing in the, the course of this podcast. I think I said it a hundred times. I mean, I think what makes Batman and Superman work well is that Superman isn't a man. He's not human. Batman is. One has omnipotence and the other is just a person. Very flawed person. But there's a human element to his character that is what's lacking in Superman's character. But in this in this imagining of Superman, that's not the case. Superman is like, he's, he, he's a person. Well, Kevin, you and I have discussed this at length about the fact that in the cartoon, they do a really good job of making it that Batman is on par or better than the vast majority of like the Justice League as a whole. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, he's the best one by far. That's a tough sell in a movie. Cartoon, that's easy. In a movie, that's so simple. Yeah, I mean, especially with, so, you know, Superman is so much more powerful than Batman, but he operates under this moral code that limits his powers, whereas Batman operates outside of that, that code. He is willing to do the nitty 
gritty things that actually save the day, right? Listen, in, Kevin. In this world where this Superman doesn't have that code yet. You can't quote the tagline. What was I going to say? He's not the hero that Gotham. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he needs. He's the hero that Gotham deserves. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. You can't do that. I mean, this that Superman needs to, he needs to get that moral code. He needs to operate within the system very quickly because he wasn't operating in that system in the first movie. Right. And people lashed out against it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait I'm, to see it. I'm one it. of them. I'm one of them that lashed out against it. But once again, it's going to be a gigantic disappointment. I know it's going to be. <laughs> I can't wait to line up and get <laughs> disappointed again. I, I mean, I Snyder, can't, you did it again. I, I can't wait to buy the trilogy. <laughs> I guess... Buy the toys. Yeah, and the and video game. And yeah, the and then and then have to down. I guess it'll all be digital at that point. So I'll just have to download it onto like a thumb drive and flush it down my toilet. Digital downs. <laughs> yeah, I'll give, it'll, yeah, it'll give me digital downs. <laughs> I really want this to succeed. I, I I'm, it sounds like we're. I'm just like ah, this is gonna be terrible. Like I, I, with every ounce of my being, I want them to make a good movie. We is have a long way to wait. With Batman Begins, is this the was Man of Steel? Is yeah, is this the beginning of a trilogy? I thought Man of Steel no. was better than Batman Begins. I never like that movie. So this has... It's, it's... it's I don't think there's plans for a trilogy, right? I've never heard that. They're doing a sequel. They're doing a sequel and then it's Justice League. Yeah, they want to do Justice League. They want to get right in there. Yeah, they're not wasting any time. They've waited too long. Yeah, they blew it. Wasting time on Green Lantern. We all saw how that turned out. Well, their their biggest problem there was that that Green Lantern, the, the, the Green Lantern they made in that movie and the Batman they had at the time were never going to coexist. Yeah. So they are they started out with, with characters in completely different worlds, whereas the Marvel characters, they all clearly existed in the same world so they could come together quickly justice league can't exist in the movies gonna it's not gonna work Let's see booster gold it's not gonna be justice league unlimited there's gonna be like <laughs> ten thousand superheroes it's gonna be founding members only right is mr terrific gonna be in the tower <laughs> They probably won't even be the official founding members. They're you probably going to throw so. a cyborg in there. And... I don't want to. Ah, so don't give me cyborg. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, I'm glad every, everybody here can agree that we all really dislike yeah, we're, cyborg. We're on, we're on point. <laughs> we're all done with him. Okay, well, I guess with that, I mean, that's it, right? Anything else you guys want to say? I'd just like to thank the fans for sticking with us. It's uh, for, all the, for all the stuff that we joke around about in regards to, oh, it's a million degrees in here. No, we... <laughs> lost our lives this podcast we <laughs> we really did enjoy it and um the feedback that we got from the fans was was incredible it so really was a thousand you. degrees in here though no no it really was but i still enjoyed doing the podcast yeah i mean this was absolutely a lot of fun and it was always great hearing the feedback from the listeners and i'm definitely gonna miss hanging out with you guys every friday night yeah that's it i guess our friendship's done see you guys yeah later. I, assu- I assume we would just part ways tonight and never speak again no we're, we're not high school to each other it's ever again. graduation day like bye guys <laughs> We're all going to different schools next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to college and we're not going to see each other ever again. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? It's our last night together. <laughs> one last caper, eh, Martin? Yeah, one last caper for the road, guys. What could go wrong? I'm okay with, with walking away at this point. I think I think we far exceeded anyone's expectations. <laughs> Especially my mom. Mom. <laughs> If you're listening to this, <laughs> talking to you. Yeah, well, I, I just want to thank all those people that stuck with us through the years. You know who you are. I mean, there's a line. All the people off the top of my head, you know, the, the, the same cast of characters that would just appear over and over again through the years. You know, people like Nito Burrito, Leo from Connecticut, uh, Shannon, Miles, Laura. Luxomia. Luxomia. Justin. Like, there's so many people that have stuck with us from day one. So, thank you for- Colin. Who? Colin. Colum. Colum. Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
<laughs> I'm glad you butchered his name one last one time. One last time for the real. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for all those people that stuck with us through the years. I'm really glad that uh, you enjoyed the show. I'm, like I said, I'm amazed anyone ever found this show entertaining at all to begin with. But uh, yeah, thank you. It was, it's been quite an experience. It's been a lot of work on my part, but I'm glad it wasn't for nothing. People generally enjoyed it. And uh, thank you for all the kind words that have been said the past couple of days. They've, uh, they've touched us. Kevin more so than others. Kevin's been crying every time. <laughs> <laughs> You've spoken. It's just like weak, 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 weak yeah, man. man. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I mean, I want to say thanks to Joel because Joel really made this possible for Martin and I. He did all of the heavy lifting. He did all the editing and spent so much time working on this. He did an amazing job. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a secret that <laughs> Joel did the vast majority of the actual work aspect of this podcast, the difficult, tedious, yes, and <laughs> not so not so fun to yeah, downright the real boring, glamorous part, yeah, of the podcast. And me and Kevin would waltz in here once a week and be like, "All right, guys, let's let's laugh at each other for you know two hours." So much work to talk. This is horrible. <laughs> I actually would complain about how much work it was to watch a movie and talk about it. Yeah, so it's. I mean. I would, I, you know, I'd like to thank Joel for really making this happen, making it possible for, for me and Kevin to, to have an outlet really once a week. And, you know, boys will be boys. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing it. You know, I, I didn't think you guys would hang on as long as you did. I honestly thought that Martin would back out in the beginning. <laughs> That's the whole reason why Kevin's here. <laughs> He was your understudy. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because you kept talking about quitting, like, by episode 10. <laughs> yeah, here you are. You made it all the way. Yeah, whoever thought. So, yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I'm glad we had this record of our lives during this time period, right? Kevin, you talk about that sometimes. Well, I mean, my life has changed so dramatically in these past two years. I'm getting married and having a kid. Like, talking about all that kind of stuff will be really cool to go back and listen to later in life. Mm. Okay, well, that's uh, pretty much it. This is the end for you. Yeah, it's that bad. You know, now's the time where we normally would announce next week's movie. Kevin, what would have been our next review had we continued? Deep Blue Sea. Open your third eye and imagine what that would have sounded like. <laughs> what? Think about all the all the funny banter that we could have discussed when Samuel L. Jackson was <laughs> surprisingly consumed by a giant great white shark. I don't know. What? what? In, in, a, in a Sharknado world, does Deep Blue Sea even have a place anymore? Yeah, you're right. I think you're right. I think it's over. <laughs> yeah, Deep Blue Sea is analog. Sharknado is stereo. Okay, so that's it. Once again, thank you for listening to Yes yeah, That Bad. It's been a pleasure doing this podcast for you. My name is Joel. I'm Martin. And I'm Kevin. And that's it. We're signing off. 